One addendum to that last rant. I think I stated one of Sandler's rules, he who is more emotionally involved wins. What I meant is he who is more emotionally involved in a conversation loses. In other words, you have to remain unemotional in a conversation to win. You may often act emotional or a certain way or mirror the other person's emotion in order to show relatability, your concern, and to ratchet them back down so you can focus them constructively on a solution to the problem. That's an important rule in life when you're in sort of any conflict with your spouse, with your kids. You get emotional. Who's ever more emotional in the conversation usually is going to lose. And for those of us that care about getting to the truth, about resolving conflict in relationships, finding constructive ways forward, and at all possible to come up with a solution for all parties to win, you're going to do your best when you're not emotionally involved in the conversation. If you can separate your need for approval to be right, all of that stuff, if you can separate all that and send that child away, leave them at home so that your adult ego state can work in that situation to bring about the most constructive outcome possible, you're going to be more effective. All right, for any of us that are in a customer service business for any period of time, you're going to have to use to you're going to have to get used to taking punches in the face from your customers. Just the reality. Even if even if theoretically you're perfect and you never make a mistake, which none of us do, person on the other end is going to perceive that you've made a mistake. And in a in a society that's becoming increasingly uncivil, vitriolic, is amped up, stressed out, pissed off. And in a culture that thinks that it is morally permissible to take out their frustrations on anybody they perceive to be in a class that's worthy of it, i.e. salespeople and service people, it's right up there, you're going to get a lot of shots. There was a study done a few years ago by a trade magazine that measured conversations that customers had with various customer service agents in several industries. And what they wanted to find out was what were the industries in which customer service agents were treated the worst. And this was before the era of streaming TV services by a few years. So cable and satellite TV providers were the worst. And the next one was trade uh, remodeling and construction contractors. And they had, they had objective ways to measure this. And one of it was that the actual, they counted the number of times that these people were, were sworn at. Okay, that was one of their metrics. I say all that to say this, is that if you're going to work in a service business and particularly a trust deficit business, like a trade contractor, you're just going to be mistreated a lot. It's normal. So there's a lot of things we can do to avoid that, but let's focus in on you're that individual and you're the dude or, or gal on the phone that's got to take these shots. You're the one that gets to answer the mail, right? First thing, first lesson you've got to learn is you cannot bring your six-year-old to work. What I mean by that is that inner child that every single one of us has, that little boy or little girl at five, six years old, where everything needs to be okay. 
that little boy or girl that is conflict averse, that wants everything to be safe and okay and everyone around them to be happy. All of us have that. And most of us are conflict averse. And for those people that foment conflict, that seem to enjoy conflict, those people are sick. We all know those people. We have them as neighbors and family members, and those people are out there. Those people that truly enjoy conflict, they're either highly narcissistic, sociopathic, or they have other issues that they're, they're literally ill. But for the rest of us people that aren't, if you're out there and you, you don't like conflict and you're, you're like me when you were early on in business where a customer called you and started chewing you out and your heart started racing, you felt the butterflies in the stomach, your knees go weak, you started to shake, you got scared. Because this person's just ripping you a new one, making all sorts of threats, right? It's normal. The only way you get through it is to have a lot of iterations of it. But while you're having the practice of getting your butt chewed out and you're building that resilience to it, you got to leave your kid at home, okay? That inner child. You can't bring that person into work with you. Or when that phone rings, and there's that angry person on the other end, and you know it's your fault, and your company screwed up. At least send the kid to the other room, okay? So you just got to be aware of that. You got to separate it, not take it personally. The next thing that I do is I let people vent. There is a theory in psychology called pendulum theory, and it, it, I won't go into it here, but essentially if you can imagine a giant pendulum and someone swung to one side and they got a lot of energy behind them, right? And it's coming your way and this giant pendulum is about to hit you in the face. You got to let it exhaust all its energy and swing to the other side. You got to let them get it all out. And one of the best ways to do that is to combine it with another rule. It's one of Sandler's rules in business. Works in sales. It also works in customer service. And the rule is he who is more emotionally involved wins. And we also have to bring our actor to play here. You can't bring your real self to the conversation. You have to bring an actor in the sense that it doesn't mean you're necessarily lying or, or being false. But you have to, again, protect the child inside you. So you have to bring a little bit of your not your false self, but you have to bring a different version of yourself and you have to match and mirror the, the other person on the other end. And you actually have to outwit them to an extent such that then you can help them. So there's a couple things you got to do. Number one, you got to get to the truth in the conversation. When people are angry and pissed off, they're typically not constructive. They're not focused on the truth. They're not focused on what's going to resolve the problem. They tend to exaggerate. They don't get their facts straight. They're trying to make a point. They're trying to take a piece of you out. They're trying to get you. A lot of people these days are passive aggressive, right? They're, just, they're trying to get you as angry as they are or to inflict some damage on you that they perceive you've inflicted on them, even if it wasn't you personally. You're going to be the proxy for that, the scapegoat, right? So you got to combine it with letting them talk, letting them vent, without smarting them. So without getting emotionally involved in the conversation, 
you're going to pretend to get emotionally involved in the conversation. Let me just show you how this might go. So Jerry calls me up, and he's furious because the work Don's guys did was terrible. So he just paid a bunch of money, and now he's got some problem that something looks terrible, wasn't done right, or was forgotten, and now it looks terrible, and it doesn't work. And he's right. He's 100% right. We screwed up. We obviously need to get back and fix it. But Jerry's pissed. And he's here to now give me the gift of feedback. And he's insulting me, asking me all these threatening questions. And I let people go for a while to see if they can at least get it off their chest. Now, if they can't, I'm going to insert an upfront contract. And I'm going to say something like, Jerry, man, I get it. You're, you're upset. And parenthetically, this is where I'm going to use some parent, uh, pendulum theory myself, and I'm actually going to start to get more upset than he is in a moment, okay? But, hey, can I just, can I just share something with you real quick that's going to help me help you get what you want? Everybody's going to say yes, no. All right, fine, go ahead, right? Look, would you agree with me that none of us can change the past? Like, this sucks, right? Like, we screwed up. Clearly. But none of us are going to change that right now. Can we at least agree in the remainder of this conversation we focus on how we fix this and what I can do to help you fix it? Can we just stay focused on that? Like, I get it, man. You're pissed. And I would be. And frankly, I can't understand why you're not flying off the handle on me. I can't. I'd, if I were you, I'd be even further pissed. I mean, this is ridiculous. I can't believe my guys. Right? So I'll start doing that. And then what happens is, psychologically, when I start going not okay, they naturally go okay. This is a test to see how reasonable they are. If they start amping up and getting more, then I know I'm dealing with a crazy person. And 2% of the population is crazy. Okay? You can't help them, can't fix them, can't do anything for them. Now, all they want to do is hurt you. They have no interest in resolving the situation. But the other 98% of people that are sane, they'll go, okay, well, okay, guy, hold on, Jerry. Now, it's all right. Let's, let's work on this here, right? You get more emotionally involved than they are, they're going to ratchet down. You get more angry than they are, they're going to back off. They're going to go, oh, okay, okay, so let's, let's talk about what needs to happen next now to, to resolve this. So that's how I handle it. It's not easy. It's not fun. I don't enjoy it. I think if you enjoy that stuff, there's, again, there's something wrong with you. You're a sick person if you actually enjoy that. Now, you might enjoy the part where you're, you're, it's a game, right? And you're, you're winning the game. And to me, winning the game is a win-win outcome for all involved, if at all possible. Sometimes in these situations, you have to have a win-lose outcome. The client's got to win. You have to lose. Sometimes the client's just going to have to lose. I never believe in the customer is always right. And, and a couple of rules that I always remember is if once people get through that emotional phase, if they can't ratchet it down and start to speak to me like a human being, treat me and my guys with dignity and worth, then they're not going to get a whole lot from me. I may satisfy my contract, but I'm not necessarily going to be nice about it. That's when I get firm. And I can be as equally difficult as they are in order to defend my company and my guys and to let them know I'm not here to take their abuse. Once they've expressed themselves, that's fair. Now we need to move on. In other words, it's a lot like parenting. When your kids are out of control, you let them. I mean, sometimes when a kid has a tantrum, right, there's nothing you're going to do for them. You just got to let them get it out. 
right? They, they, they got to get through that. They got to burn that energy, so to speak. Then in your adult ego state, right? You're not emotionally involved. You're not angry with your child, right? You're not excusing your child. You're not emotionally involved in your discipline and your parenting of them. But now you got to handle the situation and help them grow, learn, mature, behave better, think differently, whatever you got to do. So the big thing for him, if, if you have somebody you're coaching or her in your office that they're struggling with this, you got to help them separate who they are as a person from how they perceive their role is being attacked when this person's criticizing them or their company. Let them vet. Then take control of the situation through a couple of upfront contracts, which are just agreements. Sandler speak for just some agreements between you and I, how the conversation is going to proceed next. Focus them on the future, not the past. Right? Use some pendulum theory. Get more angry to them if you need to, to get them to, to calm down. And then get them to explain to you what needs to happen next to resolve the situation. Listen a lot. Talk very little. Talk only as needed to move the conversation forward to a resolution. I'm a big believer in resolving as quickly as possible. Bad news doesn't get better with time, and problems don't go away on their own. So if you can stay unemotional, your physiology and your neurology will be freed up to problem solve, to troubleshoot, to listen for the cues about what needs to happen in order to resolve the situation. And you only get good at that through practice, and you can actually practice it through role play. Go find someone in the company that used to be in the military. We were used to, at least back in the day, before the military got super soft, right? Or there's still some segments of it that still do this, but find guys like me who've, who've been subject to drill instructors or certain kinds of training where there was a lot of psychological pressure, yelling, screaming, uh, insulting, that kind of stuff. Find somebody like that and have them role play it with you. Have someone just sit and chew you out. And even though you know it's role play, it'll, it'll activate it. it you'll, get, you'll get the same physiological, emotional response. Practice it. Learn how to move through it. And you'll get better at it with time.